Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That was good. Good offering message. Good communion message. Good love message. Praise God. We've had church already. Amen. Amen. I love that about the icing on the cake. Amen. Praise God. We had a tremendous time. We're glad to be back this week. We went down to Louisiana and so we were with um, Pastor Mark Hankins and his Supernatural Relationships Conference. So this is a conference that he offers for his partners and for his um, spiritual sons and daughters. Every September we're down there and man, it is a, a tremendous. You know how much I've learned from, I have learned this from, from this ministry about supernatural relationships and, and how, you know, oftentimes we say that you can't get by yourself what, what you need. There's certain things that God will not give you outside of supernatural relationships. And I'll tell you what, I didn't know that before, but I learned that from Pastor Mark, that there are certain things that you need, breakthroughs in your life, revelation that he will not give you outside of supernatural relationships. And a big part of that is just knowing what company. So here in this church, if this is the church that God has called you to, there are things that you will not get that you need for the call of God on your life. Apart from the association, the coming together, the fellowship, the word that is given that, that, that God has called us. I mean, it even talks about in Acts, it talks about how they went to their own company. So the body of Christ, we know is, is, is corporately, it's all the churches put together, but there are companies within the body of Christ that have different anointings, different purposes. You know, not everybody is called to major in all the same things. You know, there's there's specific assignments for different companies within the body of Christ. And so when you find, and a lot of times you'll find it just by the very fact that you receive in this company. Uh, when I come to Pastor Mark, every single time I am there, it is like, dark, it's just right to me, right to me, right to me. I mean, it's, it's speaking to where I'm at. It's speaking to the breakthrough. It's lifting me up. And, and so I began to see this is my company. This is where God is speaking to me. This is where he's called me. And, and, and so when you recognize that, then you stick with it. Now, I think some people make the mistake that then they say they sometimes, you know, we might think that we're stopping to receive and we try to blame it on the person that's giving. And really, it's our own heart that has started to stray. So it's like, oh, well, God called me to this company, but now I don't think I'm called there anymore. Well, I don't believe that either. I'm not saying that God doesn't move into different phases of your assignment, but I do believe there is a company of believers that if, once you recognize that it's a lifelong commitment. So that doesn't mean that you're called to this church for life, but the, the, you know, I understand there could be things that God leads, but I'm saying there's a lifelong commitment when God speaks it. Some people take it so lightly, you know, it's like we're flitting here and there and going over here and going over there and there's no commitment to a company and they lack in the, the impartation and the things that God is wanting to give. Elijah and Elisha, Elisha had to actually, when he asked Elijah for a double portion of his anointing, he said, you're going to have to be with me till I die to get that. He said, that's a big thing you ask. And, and he had to stick with him. I mean, there were opportunities to go here and go there and do this and do that. But, but, but when you see, you recognize that from God, man, you stick to it. 
You stick to it until like, and, and I learned, I learned that from Pastor Mark. He recognized that with Brother Hagen and you know, he stuck with him until the day that he passed and seeing now what he carries, he carries an impartation from what Brother Hagen had carried, but it's because of his faithfulness to that call and that assignment within that company. So it's important to know what company you're called to. And when you know that, you don't want to flit and flight everywhere, going over here to this church and that church and this church. I'm not saying you can't visit and do stuff like that, but you can't run with every dog that, was that you can't run with every dog that hunts. So what, so that's one thing that we've learned with our affiliation with Pastor Mark. He is a spiritual father. We have two, 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 um, I guess it would say father or, or spiritual uh, heritage here in this church. We've come out of in the light ministries and we honor them every month with our giving. And pastor Phil is a tremendous father in the faith and also pastor Mark Hankins. And so if you're, when you're giving to this church, you're giving to the past we're, t- we're, we're partners 10, at least 10% of everything that comes in goes to pastor Mark Hankins. So do you know what that means to you? That means that you are getting you the harvest because when we sow into a word, it's not just financial harvest that we reap. We reap prophetic, prophetic. There's a prophetic utterance, especially when it's to the, into the, to the, to a prophet. He that he gives a prophet, even a cup of cold water in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So there's a reward when we're giving to Pastor Mark. There's a prophetic reward, uh, 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 the reward of the prophet that comes, the, the the revelation knowledge, the anointing, the word going forth, the move of the Holy Ghost. That is something we can believe for based on the word of God because we have supported the prophet, he is a prophet in our generation. And so we, then it comes back to us as a church. We have great expectation to see the things that, that, that we have learned, even that we see operating in their ministry within our church. And so this week, I mean, when we go, there's always an emphasis on some of the same, you know, it's always, man, you sit there and pastor Mark's revelation on generosity is unlike any that I have ever have ever heard. I mean, you sit there and, 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 and it just pin for me, what it does is it pinpoints the, the fear of lack in my life. And I see, even though I've been generous in the past, it's like, Ooh, like, you know, it's, there's an aggressiveness that he has taught us when it comes to generosity, where that, 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 that it's never, it's a never ending challenge. So we challenged ourselves again this week. <laughs> We were like, man, we, we were going in there and we're, what are we going to give? And then I felt the Holy Spirit. I made a joke to my husband because <laughs> Pastor Mark always tells the story about how Brother Hagen would always come and say, whatever you're planning to give, just double it. I was like, well, you would think he would have known that after a while and maybe he could have like halved it. And then, I was just joking, you know what I mean? Because he's always like, when he came to say double it, he was like, Ugh. and then the Holy Spirit told me to double it. <laughs> So he was like, yeah, no, no, but it was, there's good. I'm like, we got to double it. (laughs) And man, so we're leaning in. So, you know, when we talk about generosity, we're not doing it from a standpoint of trying to get you to give. I 
believe this in my whole heart and I see what God is doing and man, he is taking us somewhere and what generosity does to our heart and what it does. I mean, generosity is a byproduct of revival. It's a reflection of your heart, but it's also a influencer of your heart. So it not only, it influences your heart, it reflects what you love, but it also causes you to love what you're giving to more. Where man's treasure is, there will his heart be also. Hasn't that been one of the greatest byproducts for us in these meetings? We go in there and we give and, and man, it's like our hearts become open up in a greater way in the fire of God and the receiving that we have. And I believe that that's one reason we do receive so much there is because as we've been implementing that, givers receive more than what non-givers do. They really do. So some of you have been giving so much. There's been some breakthrough giving in this place. Do you know there's certain levels of giving? And I, I don't know. I mean, I know that it's not to put an overemphasis on amounts, but I know there's certain amounts that seem to have like a, you break past a barrier. Like I believe a thousand dollars is just one of those amounts. It's like the first time we gave a thousand, it was like a barrier. I mean, it took everything within us to give that thousand. But then once you break past it, it's like you start giving more and more. And then, you, you know, there's a next barrier. But as you give, as you lean into that and, and believe God for it, if you're not there, there's no condemnation. But it's like, man, like right now, my faith has gotten so much bigger. I believe in, I mean, I don't see how it will happen, but I'm believing for a hundred thousand. I told Pastor Mark this week, I said, Pastor Mark, my statement, I, I want to tell you one day we're writing a hundred thousand dollar check. <laughs> He said, glory to God, that means 10% of, uh, uh, you know, 100,000 is 10% of a million. So a million dollars coming into your hands, you know, like, amen. I mean, that was so far out there for me years ago, you know, not even that long ago, like to even conceive of a million dollars coming in. And it's not that a million dollars has ever come into our hands, but it's not that far out there for me. So it's like, as you push into that, you're, you're, you start to expand on the inside and suddenly it's like, that's not, that's not impossible. Million dollars come into our hands. Praise God. Give a hundred thousand. We'll give more than a hundred thousand. We actually wrote out a whole list of what we want to give to ministry. Should a million dollars come into our hands? We want to give down to Columbia and help fund their building project. And we want to give money to Pastor Rodney as a thank you. And Jonathan Shuttlesworth, give him a big chunk to fund a crusade. And, and we want to give money to fund a crusade here in town. And so, I mean, we're dreaming of, of this. And that's what I want you guys to do. You've given a, you've given a breakthrough. I mean, I know some of you have stretched. Make a sheet. Dream big. What's your next amount that you want to dream of giving? I remember when there was a point where I dreamed of the 5,000. <laughs> and this isn't even what I wanted to talk about today, but I feel like I should just share. I mean, I was like, man, I want to give 5,000. We wrote that down and we dreamed. We got to give 5,000. <laughs> Supernaturally, some money came into our hands. I said, that's given. We gave that $5,000 check more than I ever dreamed I could have given. I never dreamed of giving. How do people give five? Those are for the rich people to give 5,000. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's like a hundred dollars was like a big deal. Like $5,000. It's almost like a car. 
<laughs> you know, like you could buy half a car with a five. Like who gives that? Now that's just, you know, praise God. We've given 5,000 more than once. And it's not because we're rich. Money comes to our, you know, well, we are rich. Joe says we're rich. So don't ask him if we're rich or not. <laughs> we are rich. We're richly supplied. But you know what I mean? I'm trying to make a point that it's not because it's like we're, you know, you know, it, it, it's God. It's supernatural, supernatural flow through us. And he's going to do that through you. So I want to encourage you not to just uh, dream about what your harvest is. You know, like we do dream about your harvest, dream about the, the house that you want or that, but also dream about your giving. Man, when I can write that $10,000 check, who know? you know, you don't have to know how, but the Bible says God supplies bread for the eater and seed for the sower. So when you are asking and believing God for money, not just to consume, but also to sow, that is, that's another level. And I realized some time ago, like, I never believed God for money to sow, you know, like that's a new thing for me. Well, praise God. Now we're believing for money to sow. And I believe that that's another level of what, man, and there's, there's some things getting ready to happen, man, make a list, make a list. Make a, make a giving, a dream giving list. Who would you like to give to? Would you like to bless somebody with the car? Would you like to be able to like, what's your dream giving your dream generosity list? Make that list and keep it before God say, God, you bless me. This is what I want to do with it. This is what, these are people I want to give to ministries. I want to buy someone a brand new car. I want to, I want to give a write a $5,000 check to this ministry. I want to, you know, whatever it is. Make your dream giving list. And so we've got one and I just see great things happening. I'm so blessed to see the, 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 the generosity happening and expanding. You guys pressing into new territory. Man, that's exciting times <laughs> because in the season we're, we're in that time. We're in the time when it says even that the, the plower will overtake or is it the harvester will overtake the plower. <laughs> The person who's plowing, the person who's reaping will actually catch up to the person who's plowing. That's a supernatural acceleration of things. So we can believe that in all of your lives, man, a supernatural acceleration. You say, well, I, I do not know where I could ever possibly get a thousand. This is supernatural. There was a story this month, I mean, and that's what Pastor Mark started talking about. Like he was saying how he had like a $10,000 goal, like he wanted to have, or I don't know, it might've been more, a certain amount of money in savings. Then he went to, to the church and then Brother Higgins said, double it. And so he doubled it and he had $2,000 left and it had taken him so long to save 10,000. And he said, man, this is going to take, <laughs> unless God does something, this is going to take me like 25 years. And, and how within a couple of weeks, he had a hundred thousand dollars that came in first hundred thousand dollar check that came into the ministry supernatural somebody else was in there and they had been believing God for a TV and they had set aside a thousand dollars they wanted a nice TV and they gave that this happened this week 
It was like in the meeting, they gave a thousand dollars that they had been saving for their TV. They decided they were going to put it in the offering as, I mean, it was a tremendous message on generosity. Do you know by, so that the meetings ended Thursday by Friday, our, the lady we were staying with, she came to us and she said, you were not, do you want to know what happened? She said, I had a big TV that I had gotten that I did not even like, like I got it. It was too big. It was covering up my mantle. It, it just, I was like, I don't like how it looks. I don't even want it anymore. And then she heard that they needed a t- that they were moving up and their TV had broken. And she said, I'm going to give them my TV. It was exactly the TV that they had been believing God to buy. So that happened within like one day, <laughs> exactly the TV they had been believing God to buy. They sewed the thousand for that TV and that TV came right back in. God. I want to just read Amos over you guys. Sarah talked about that scripture, but we've meditated on it before, but I really just want to declare it over you. Just lift up your hands. Amos 9, 13, 15 uh, through 15 in the Message Bible. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. I said you won't be able to keep up. Everything will happen at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, like wine pouring off the mountains. I'll make everything right again for my people. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables, and I'll plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I have given them. God, your God says so. So one thing fast on the heels of another. Come on, blessings everywhere you look. You're like, Lord, I've been sowing. I've been giving. I, I've been I've been showing up. I've been faithful. Listen, do not get weary in well-doing because in due season you shall reap. Come on. You shall. You shall. You shall reap. Don't give up. Do what you know to do. One, one foot in front of the other. Come on. Most people quit right before their breakthrough. I'm telling you. Most people quit. And this week, I mean, uh, there was a friend of ours, Pastor C.F., uh, he pastors in Missouri, awesome, awesome guy. He pastors a Baptist church, but he went to Rhema. So the Baptist church is Holy Ghost filled, but it's amazing, amazing church, awesome guy. He was sitting next to me, and he had his iPad out, and he had, a, he had one of these, an Apple pencil, and he's taking notes. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what these things can do. And I've wanted one for a while. I said, I really want one. It's one of those things that you don't really need at all. Uh, but, but it's really nice. It's really cool. And, and it's expensive, so I'm like, well, I have other things. I need to buy. It's one of those splurge things. Like, man, it may be really nice to have one, but you don't need it. I mean, you can type, but it's amazing. And so I said, man, Pastor Steve, that's really cool. You take a nose. I just wanted to just compliment him. And he said, oh, cool. You like it? I said, yeah. He said, okay, cool. He texted me a little later. He asked me, what model iPad do I have? Because he likes it, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think nothing of it. I show up to the night service. He goes, here you go, Pastor Joe. Brand new in the box. He blessed me with it. He went out and bought it and found it. I cried like a baby. It could have been $50,000. I wouldn't have been any happier. It was a wink from the Lord. Like, God just blessing me. You know, somebody took time out of their day, thought of me, and went to a store because of me, bought something for me. It was just blessed me so much. And I believe God will do stuff like that for you guys. I, you know, this, I don't need this. You know, this is something I wanted. This was the desire of my heart. It wasn't not. I said, man, I really would like to have one of these things. Man, it's really cool. You know, a hundred something bucks. It's like, you know, and God just said, here. You know what I mean? What a blessing. What a blessing. Glory to God. He'll do the same for you. 
He'll do the same for you. The desires of your heart. Father, I pray the desires of their heart would be granted. You know the things that the people here are believing you for. The things that they cry out, Father, to you for, Lord. I ask that you would grant them those desires, Lord. Grant them desires. I declare desires being granted in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you will do exceedingly above all they can ask, think, or imagine. Blessing them, Father, more than their mind can wrap around in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, when you pray, praying, I felt the fire of God. God. And Brother Hagen used to say, he said, I have been just as anointed receiving an offering as I have been in a healing line. You say, oh, is it just to get him get more money? No, actually, it's because in the offering, even though you're receiving money from the people, you're breaking the bondage of poverty. And so just as much as the bondage of sickness needs to be broken off of people, the bondage of Poverty and lack needs to be broken off in our mentality, in the way that we operate, in the, in the way, you know, our capacity to receive. And so that's why that anointing is just as strong. It's not for the preacher to receive the money. Actually, the preacher is responsible to do that off of his own giving, even as a preacher. You know what I mean? We're not to be dependent on you to provide it, but we want to impart it to you as we practice it ourselves so that the same freedom can come into your lives and that poverty be broken and you be pushed forward into new levels in in that area as well. Praise God. Jesus died to break the curse off of us and that is just as much in poverty as it is in sickness, disease, or in any other kind of dysfunction that happens in our lives. I am so excited about this. I mean, it's just like as I see that, you know, just the, the fire of God as he was praying, I believe that same fire that'll bring healing to you will also bring freedom from the, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a spiritual thing. Poverty and lack can be passed from generation to generation, but it can also be broken by the power of God and your future generations don't have to live under that same kind of bondage. Praise God. Praise God. We believe that for our children and, and for you. Whatever that looks like, whatever that next stage is for you, don't compare it to anybody else like, oh, well, they gave a thousand or they gave that. No, it's just the next push, push to the next level for you. Whether it's 200 or 100 or 300 or take that next. Say, okay, Father, I'm going to believe you for this. I want to give this. I want to sow it into the kingdom. And it does take a little recklessness. Sometimes you gotta shut off your mind. It's like your mind, I'll be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. Where's it gonna come from? Where's it gonna be? What are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna go down. I think Joe even said, he's like, well, we go down, we go down. <laughs> we'll sink. <laughs> But praise God, we're showing that we're showing, we're making a statement that Satan, you are not the God of my life. You're not the God of my money. You're not that you're not have the right to tell me what to give or what not to give. I'm not afraid of not having enough. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Praise God. And we've never gone down. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
praise God. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of harvest we've got let yet. And I believe the same for you. There's some big gifts that have been given. There's some big harvest still coming in. And just because it might have been a few years or been that, don't let go of that, man. It's building up. There's a heavenly bank account that's accumulating. And there is some withdrawals to be made here. And that can be, man, houses and lands. Man, you know, we can look at it and we can try to like tally up. How am I going to get into this kind of house or buy this kind of land? Man, there is a transfer, supernatural transfer. In one moment, somebody transfers land supernaturally. That happened to Jerry Savelle, happened to Brother Copeland, people, them ending up with properties they didn't even have the money to buy. Rodney Howard Brown didn't have the money. And, and it's Jonathan Shovelsworth. So it doesn't matter how, where you're at. God will push you into another levels and get assets into your hands supernaturally. So let's believe for that as a body. I just felt, I believe God wanted me to share that to you as you guys have been so generous in your giving and pushing in on this, that there is something he's wanting to do. Hallelujah. Some things break open. And of course, then we know that it's not just money. It's things that money can't buy. So just like Joe said about the miracle meal, as we're, t- as we're here, um, you know, at whatever time we have left, let's just believe that, 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 that things are turning. Man, could today just, one of your kids today could be the turning point. Come on now. Come on now. Divine encounter right now. You think that, that nothing's happening with their kids in the moment while you're, re- you don't know what moment you're rejoicing that God just supernaturally injects himself into their lives. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that can turn around. Satan tries to tell you that it's so impossible and they're so hard hearted and they're this and that. One moment, the that he just slight, he slices right through all of that because of your obedience, because of your praise and you're giving glory to God that can change just like that. Hallelujah. Things changing. Things changing. Praise God. You know, and all I really had on my heart to do was I just wanted to let today just kind of be a filling station. We talked last week about being filled with the Holy Ghost (laughs) and, and, and how the blood is the purpose of all the work of the blood is so that we can be filled. And so we don't have to convince God. It is not up to God. Do you know it's not up to God for you to be filled? Do you know that? We say, Father, you know, and I say that frequently. Father, you said whoever hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. But that's not me saying, God, please come and fill us. Please come and fill us. He has already made that. He's already given that. It's already established. He gave us when he gave us the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said to the apostles, wait until the Holy Spirit comes until you be endued from power and from on high. And on the book of Acts and Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit came, baby. He swept through the room like a mighty, you know, he was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. He came and it filled all of them. And so the ability to be filled or the, the, it's not an act of God anymore. That was the act of God. It's not an act of God anymore for us to be filled. Now it is up to us. It is not God's responsibility to fill us. It is our responsibility to be filled. And we start to learn how to stir it up, how to activate this, how to, and, and I said, uh, last week I said, you know, there's, there's streams that the Holy Spirit is constantly flowing in. 
Every time he is in that, I mean, whether you feel it or not, whether you're in the mood or not, whether you're in tune with him or not, there are certain streams that he is always operating in. And part of that is thanksgiving and praise. He is always flowing on that stream, glorifying Jesus, always flowing in that stream. And so you want to do that even if you don't feel any goosebumps or you don't feel any, uh, the, you know, you don't feel his presence. You step into that stream of thanksgiving and praise and opening your mouth. It, it, you cannot drink. It's like he is the, he's rivers of living water. So you have to drink. And in order to drink, you have to open your mouth. And so man, it's, it's sometimes, especially when you're, you know, when we're not living in that place in him, it's the last thing you want to do is open your mouth. I know that. <laughs> I know that you just, I don't feel like, oh, they're going to make me confess the word again and repeat after them. And I mean, when I, I know when I'm feeling very depleted, I don't want to do that, but it's the very thing that you have to do to not be depleted. Kind of like when you get, um, you know, like when you're maybe you, you, your appetite gets like if you're, if you start to get sick and you don't want to eat, it's like your, your, your body doesn't want to eat. It's like nothing. And yet the very thing that you need or your body's not craving the thing that you need, maybe because you've been feeding it all the wrong stuff. And yet the very thing that you need to cultivate your body to get back to health is to, you know, drink a lot of water and get, eat some good nutrition in there. But if your body's not in that, you're, you, you know, you don't feel like you want it. But once you start to, it starts, the appetite for that starts to come. So it's the same thing with the thing, you know, with opening your mouth. It's like you feel like you don't want to, but that's the thing you need. Say, you know, like you tell your children if they're very sick and they're and they're not feeling, please drink water. Please drink water. You've got to drink water, right? Because we know how important it is for them to stay hydrated even when they're not feeling well. So it's like that with the Holy Spirit. You don't feel like drinking, but your, you know, your spirit might not be doing so well and you're feeling down and depressed. And, and we're here saying, please open your mouth. Say this after us. Please give thanks and praise. Why? You don't feel like it, but that's what you need in order to come out. It will help you just like the water will help the fevered child, even though they don't want it. The, the opening your mouth and speaking the word, opening your mouth and praising and giving thanks, even though you don't feel like it will help you and will bring you into strengthen you to bring you into health, just like, like with a, with a sick child. And so it is our responsibility to drink. The Holy spirit is not going to do it for us. It's just like that when, when, when we get people filled with the Holy Ghost, one of the first things we have to help them to understand is the Holy Spirit is not going to open your mouth and move it for you. You have to open your mouth. You have to make the decision to speak. And then he'll give you words from in here, but he's not going to force you to do anything. And so praise God. Why do we, you know, that is the whole, but the whole purpose of the blood is so we can be filled so that we can be filled with God. Why? Because a man or woman filled with God is a supernatural man or woman. I tell you what, a man or woman filled with God. Turn just real quick to Ephesians three. We're not going to take real long, but we just can, let's just read that. A man or woman filled with God 
when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, everything that Jesus done is activated. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is the activator for what Jesus has provided for you. You say, well, you keep talking about how he provided healing and how he provided finding, you know, uh, blessing, how he provided, um, all of these things, but how come I'm not experiencing that in my life? Well, you need to be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. Every time you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that's activated. It's activated, but it's not, it can't just be a once a year thing. Can't even be a once a week thing. We have got to learn how to fill ourselves every single day. And we're grateful for Sundays and sent praise God. If this is the only time you're being filled, keep coming, but we want to get it beyond Sunday to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday where we are daily being filled. And that is what will take us to that supernatural level of living where, you know, these supernatural things happen. Praise God. I don't want to just live by, you know, what I can make happen on my own. I want the supernatural Holy Ghost motivate. I mean, stuff that meant you look at it and, and people are like, how in the world did somebody like you do something like that? And all you could say is it's the grace of God. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the goodness of God. Because I know that I'm not that smart. I'm not that great. But man, when we, anybody, any, it's for anybody. So you don't have to have a big degree or you don't have to have some special job or you don't wherever, just right where you are at whatever level you're at. When you're filled with the Holy ghost, all this stuff opens up to you. Praise God. Praise God. And so there's things that happen when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. On my Facebook Live, I talked about how it's like an iPhone. You know, the iPhone is basically this crazy computer in our hands. And we don't even use it for half of what it's able to do. There are million, I think it's like over a million apps of things that the iPhone can do. It can get you where you need to go. It can tell you whatever you need to know. You just Google and you get all the answers. You know, you can, it's, there's so many things it can do. It can tune your instrument. You download a tuning thing. It can, I mean, there's just, it can give you the beat so you could stay on the beat. It can, um, and make, you know, you can edit pictures and make things beautiful and paint and do all this stuff all from that little phone. But what happens when that phone loses its charge? Can it do any of that? (laughs) It's like completely useless. That is like you. The capacity that you have in God is so massively huge. But if you lose your charge, you'll be operating at a zero. (laughs) Like there will be no output. But when you are fully charged, the output that you can give is endless. God can do supernatural things to you. So this just church, we need to just be a filling station, don't we? Where we just come in here and, and man, we come in here filled and we get other people filled and we, when we need to get filled, we get filled even more. Praise God. 
And that doesn't mean that every meeting is a Holy Ghost meeting. We, we've got to be taught the word. The word of God will fill us as well. And so, but, but it's the, the, the two put together, the teaching of the word and the flow of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And so Ephesians three, Paul's praying for the church and he prays in verse 16 that may he grant you out of the rich, rich treasury of his glory. So his infilling to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man how by the holy spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality just coming and filling you up praise god and so what happens when he fills you you are strengthened and like and pastor joe said when you're strengthened man it will sustain you through difficult things and times um and reinforcement. I heard a good example, illustration given of that about how a tree, you know, a tree, when a tree falls over in a storm, a lot of times it can be one of two things. It could be that the core is not strong. And so that tree just could be starting to rot from the core. And so he comes, the Holy Spirit comes to bring reinforcement in there. And then it can also be because the roots haven't gone down deep. So then the next verse talks about that. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're strengthened, you're reinforced, you're rooted deeper. And what happens when the storms of life comes that's not going to be able to blow you over you're going to you're still be standing no matter what comes hallelujah does it mean we know that, the, that that we're not promised the storms won't come jesus went through storms but he dominated in the midst of those storms and a strong spirit will enable you to to rise up and say no i'm not being moved by circumstances i'm not being moved by any of these things hallelujah Praise God. And you stand on the word of God by the strong spirit. Praise God. And so it, areas of weakness, you know, when you're filled with the spirit, do you know you won't be weak in the same place? Things that you feel so weak in, in the natural. You're like, man, I just can't seem to get over this. When you're filled with the spirit, it'll be a breeze to get over it. So what's the key? Be filled with the spirit. Hallelujah. Temptations that you find yourself susceptible to when you're filled with the spirit, it won't even tempt you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you when you are filled with the Holy ghost, it, it takes you and it elevates you beyond the things that are trying to like, just, you know, nap at your heels and trip you up and keep you down. It's like the Holy spirit. It's like a river, right? If you try sometimes when there's a, uh, you know, you might have a river and, and things that fall in that river, like big boulders or stones or stuff like that. And, and there could be very difficult to move, but when that river gets high, what happens? It just sweeps it away, just sweeps it away by the, the, the force of that mighty river. And so when you're filled with the spirit, those rivers start to flow and that river, that water level starts to rise and things that were in your way before they just get carried away. You didn't try to push, you know, you could try to push and push and push and you get tired and you get scraped up and you get so frustrated and that's you pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to get something out of your way. But when the river gets high, you don't even push. It just carries it away. You know, things in your life that, that seem so difficult, they will just get carried away when you're filled with the spirit. 
They'll just get moved out of the way. And you're like, man, I thought I always struggled with that. But that doesn't even, I don't even know how. That's not even a deal to me right now. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, we can be filled. We can stay filled with the Holy Ghost to where we stay in that place. And it's necessary. It is necessary. We must. It's not even an option. This cannot be a once a year thing that happens at a special meeting once a year. We must live. If we want to experience what God has to us, we must learn how to live filled with the Holy Ghost. We must learn how to do it. And so praise God. What else happens? So what was difficult becomes easy. Areas of weakness are no longer become areas of strength. When shaking comes, you won't collapse. When earthquakes and storms come into your life, you'll, you'll won't, you won't collapse. And he'll, your roots will go deep. Your inner core will be fortified, man. And, and things that take other people out won't even, won't even really phase you. 